Welcome to episode 69 of Forging the Journey, where we discuss the joys and struggles of our entrepreneurial journey. I'm Greg Davis. And I'm Jared Dobb. How you doing, I'm here. I am alive. It's been a, a crazy last couple weeks, as everybody who listens to the podcast probably has gathered. But yeah, I think we said I'm, I'm grateful. I think just about every episode, I'm pretty sure that's how we started off is, man, things are crazy. Yeah, I would much prefer crazy over, hey, I'm bored. I mean, there's definitely there's definitely times when things are caught up and I enjoy that feeling. I'm not going to lie. You know, January is a great example. Normally, January is a little bit more of a chill month for us, literally in the cold and as far as what we're doing. And that gives us an opportunity to do some other stuff. So there's times I enjoy you know, starting off the year and, and it not being crazy fast paced, but considering everything that we've all experienced over the last couple months, I'm definitely grateful for crazy. It's bringing lots of challenges that yeah, some of which you and I have talked about before the podcast, but yeah, I, I can't complain. Yeah. I, it's, it's typically been a little, I don't know. I, I feel like every year we we get a boost after the holidays. Like, you know, things ramp up in the holidays, obviously. But when things go back down, they never go back down to where it was before. So you add that in to our our shot show booth and we and we did get a lot of business from from that. So honestly, our January and February were nuts because because we're catching up on all these new deal orders we get on top of just the new level of of craziness just from the holiday rush that that you keep and then you throw the whole covid thing on top of it and um i i, I don't feel like i can completely give all the credit to covid I, I, i'd rather not give any of it but just because we have done some new things for advertising and brand awareness and stuff. So I, I think there's, I think there's, there, there's a number of things going on for why it's, it's as busy it is, as it is, but that, that, I definitely think COVID has something to do with it, whether it's, whether it's just people having more time to be on their mobile devices or what the deal is, but it's a, uh, it's not slowed here is it as long as we can keep things in stock, which has been one of our bigger issues is being able to keep things in stock. As long as we can keep things in stock, they keep selling and, and, and it stays crazy. Our, our century straps have been the hardest thing to keep, to keep in stock. I mean, as soon as we get, you know, as soon as we get them in they're they're gone basically. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not complaining about any of this though. This has been, it's been pretty awesome. Yeah, that's the the one frustrating thing that uh, it's hard for me to answer and it's frustrating because I've been asked it a lot um, just even among our team and there's some some people in my circle that are telling me, "Oh, the reason you guys are blowing up right now is it's all all because of the virus." It's all because and I I don't I don't agree with that either. I I think that Yes, people have more time right now. And then everybody, most people, I guess, got stimulus money. 
And so they had what they're seeing is free money and they're spending it. However, if they're spending it with your company, to me, that proves that our marketing was effective because we're in front of these people. Right. So I, I'm with you. I, it frustrates me when, when people are like, Oh, it's all because of this reason. Um, it kind of feels like that discounts the, the amount of work and the other things we've done that we know actually works, but it's a frustrating reality when you're in a marketing position, because it is really hard to tell if that is, you know, how much of a percentage of these sales would possibly not have happened had this whole scenario not occurred. And that's very difficult to be able to tell. So, yeah. And I think there's a next wave now that states are starting to open back up and people start going back to work. You now have people that have more confidence to spend money. And so you're kind of going to get a second wave of, you know, there's a stimulus money and then you're going to get back to work money. And then we're going to have election time craziness money. And then, <laughs> well, just- you know, and when you start thinking about it, you, you and I were talking before the podcast, just to get everybody up to speed, kind of what we thought the year is it, you know, we have this fear where is it going to slow down? Is that going to happen? There's whenever we have these big explosions in sales, I always have this tendency to, to be thinking, when is the slow period? And so far in our business journey, there hasn't really been a slow period. When it grows, it goes. And that really rhymed. That's kind of like a cool, punchy, like, yeah. salesy marketing thing. I didn't even try that. But as our sales have grown up and and blown up, see how I did that again? <laughs> it just never, it, it never ended up slowing down. So I, I don't know what to expect. It's, uh, it's going to be an interesting ride, but I'm just, I'm grateful for what we're experiencing. And I, I definitely am not complaining in any way, shape or form, but I am really ready to get back to the shop into the marketing office. And I should be doing that in the next two weeks. As I was going to ask it, when you, when you, you know, when are you guys going to be going back in? I don't even know. So if- the, the only thing holding me back is my Jeeps in the body shop. And I don't want to be driving the Yukon 40 miles a day. So as soon as the Jeep's done and painted and finished, and I'm driving that again, that's kind of my flip switch. And it's just, it should have been done two or three weeks ago. And I would have been back at that point, but yeah, for now, here I am. Cool. Well, I, uh, I came up with a jingle. I'm scared of this for our icebreaker segment. And I'm super excited to share this with you. So Full disclosure, I have not heard this. Uh, I have no idea what he created. So I hope it's further ado. Too too embarrassing. Here we go. (laughs) That was the dumbest thing I've heard ever. (laughs) I'm okay with it. You like that? Yeah, it's okay. It's like we need to hear it one more time. Oh, geez. Do it.
I love the little drum roll that you did. <laughs> I don't even remember doing that. Okay, so icebreak. There All it right, is. So what is the icebreaker question today, today's Greg? Icebreaker question is, what is your most used emoji? I thought we were doing styles. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's do both. Uh, two? Two. We can do two. All right. Well, let's start, start with, with one the emoji. I accidentally read. <clears throat> what is your most used emoji? So when I went, when I go to my texting and I go to my emoji. All right. So why don't you go first? What's your most used? How do I tell? Just go to your emojis and then like the most left thing down at the bottom is a little clock. Yeah. If you do that, that's your frequently used. Right. Is it like the bottom left or top left? Dude. Do you know how to use your phone? There's a yeah, little. Yeah, no, no, I, I know. Tap I got it. it. Okay, yeah. And then that section there, there's like 20 or so there. Those are your most recent. It says most frequently used, but I think those are actually your most recently used. So my most, I use the rock fingers all the time as like a lot of times that's just my reply to people on Instagram. You know what I think of when I see that? What? I feel like I see my parents on Instagram. <laughs> I like the rock fingers because it's it's more cool than like the, you know, the hand waving guy, you know, the, the hand waving yeah. or the, or the. It's like what I feel like people on TikTok feel when they see me jumping onto TikTok. No, I'm sure. Uh, what's your next? Uh, yeah, I've got just like the regular smiley. So a lot of these are based off of my my just my replies on instagram really which i should probably i should probably reassess how i i reply to people um <laughs> i love the like the surprise guy with the eyes wide open oh just i've got like, him too like, like the blank stare eyes eyes wide open i like that one i've got the guy with his hands up in the air shrugging his shoulders like i don't know i use that one a lot and i think of the next Next most used is probably the hard eyes. Wow, you use the hard eyes a lot? Yeah, I love the hard eyes. So I have the number one that I would use is the laughing guy with the tears in his eyes. That's like my number one. I use that all the time. And then I have the the face smiling. Like, I don't know. Almost like the mischievous face with all the teeth showing. I've got that one on lockdown. Anytime I'm re anytime I'm like replying to someone on Instagram and I want to be like, awesome, I give a thumbs up and I give a pound it. That's like my signature. If you see thumb up, pound it, it's definitely me. I answered. And then the purple demon emoji. I use that a lot when I'm pumped up or, you know giving someone credit for some really awesome video that they tug yeah. TA or me in or whatever. Yeah. But so that's yeah. where my rank fingers and like, I use the, the, the crazy hand, like the, the praise hands. Oh yeah. I, I, I don't have them at all. I don't think I've ever used them. Really? That's my kind of thank you. Good job. For some reason I have the diamond here. And my most frequently used. like, I, why, why, why do I have that here? It doesn't make any sense. 
I love emojis. Bling bling. I do too. Emojis are awesome. Except it's a hieroglyphics used... of the 21st century. Just far less permanent. Mm-hmm. Actually, you could make the argument that it's very permanent. You just can't see the permanent record. Right. Well, that was interesting. All right. So the one that I forgot we were actually going to do that Jared was super excited about. I, I, I pitched a half dozen or so before, before we started. These are the ones that he was most excited about. What is the worst style choice you ever made? Dude, the other day I was looking back through Instagram and YouTube videos. I cannot believe the pair of sunglasses I had. And it was only two years ago. I looked white? like bug eyes. No, they, mm-hmm. so I was like the white sunglass guy. Jess made the comment. She gave me a compliment because I definitely went through a phase of life where as, as far as my style and how I dress and things like that, I didn't really care. You know, I, I was not that I let myself go, but I wasn't trying to prove anything to anybody. And, you know, I would just, if I needed sunglasses, I would go to Walmart or whatever and buy some safety glasses that were tinted and call it a day. Well, problem with doing that is you can't see yourself when you're wearing them and they are terrible <laughs> so bad it was so bad and i went to a wedding wearing them and i saw wedding photos and i'm like man i cannot believe that she allowed me to wear them but then the other thing was i used to double up on flannel like who does that who wears a flannel and then puts a flannel jacket over a flannel double that's two flannel? totally different colors two totally different patterns wow. Yeah, dude, the first YouTube video I ever did, I was double flanneled. It's like Al Borland stuff right there. I don't know who that is, but... What? Yeah, I don't know who Al Borland is. is? No, I don't know. Do you ever watch Home Improvement? Yeah. Al Borland. Who's, uh, you, who's we, you forget. Me knowing actors and actresses are as bad as my previous style choices. Wow. Anyway, so I, oh, I also had long hair when I was a teenager. That was a bad choice on my part. Yeah. So I was thinking back, I'm a little bit older than you, so this was a little bit more of a, of a norm back then, although I look back and I really question it. I used to wear hammer pants. I was going to say hammer time. I had, I had the you know crazy bright color and then zigzag patterns and all this, all this crazy ah, stuff. So hammer bad. Pants. So bad. Like, there's pictures somewhere, I got to find them, of me and my brothers, probably matching because my mom loved to match us. Me and my brothers with matching hammer pants going to church with matching <laughs> hammer pants. <laughs> That's funny. You know, as, as, as parents, we all do things that, I mean, let's be honest, as parents, we have no idea what we're doing. Every day, we fake it through another day trying to figure out what we're doing as parents. And we make some poor decisions, but I don't know that I've made a decision as poor as hammer pants, matching hammer pants at church. Bad. Just looking back growing up in the nineties, I would have never guessed we had a style or lack thereof. It's a lack thereof style. Yeah. 90s but we was, did. It was weird. Why? Yeah. Why was it all sweatpants and stuff? I did you ever, the, did you ever have the hyper color shirt? I had so many weird shirts. I had the hyper color shirt where like it would change change color with your with your body heat so i don't know if i had anything like that i had shirts that had no pattern until you went out in the sun and then they would magically appear with some design i don't know man i it it makes me 
it makes me feel weird looking back on styles and it also makes me aware that i'll probably look back on what i wear now as if it's weird but it it's weird that it, in the moment it doesn't make sense that it's weird it, it doesn't feel weird but then you look back 20 years ahead in the future and it's absolutely weird yeah and it's i'm a jeans and t-shirt guy or a jeans and a and a button-up of some sort i do like flannels i don't wear two at once but uh, it just don't double to, up it's hard to imagine any of that stuff going out of style but who knows all right well that's enough of icebreak for today let's close this out with the jingle that is so horrible <laughs> i'm so glad you i'm so glad you sang that I'm so glad I didn't talk over top of it. Yeah. Useless. Anyway, back anyway. on to business. Yeah. So you have some exciting stuff that we I, talked about and you wanted to get into. I do. So uh, we've, I've been mentioning lately, just trying to figure out how and to what extent do I scale to the current state of things. And it's become extremely evident that we needed more full-time help here. And this is actually something that I, I knew was, I knew was going to happen this year. And I, there's a potential for probably even another, especially if things keep going the way they are. But uh, uh, so we hired a longtime friend of mine and he's actually somebody who has probably been working with me with Neomag for the longest uh, his name's Nate and, and we go way back. Uh, I know him from church and we go way back and he's been building Neomags in his basement for years. And, uh, and the, the cool thing is I actually had a comment. I, I had a conversation with him like four years ago about the potential of working full time with me one day. And I think we had the conversation maybe, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to remember. He, he, he probably remember more if, if we had it right before, right after I, I went full-time. I, I feel like it was before I, I even went full-time. So anyway, it's pretty cool that you know, four years later that we're able to make this work. And, uh, and what's kind of a neat is, is, well, it's not neat that he got furloughed, but he got furloughed from his, his job and so like the first thing he did was was hit me up and ask if if, if we need any help because he just wanted to you know kind of get out of the house and get some work done and do something else and so i said sure come on over so he's been working here almost almost full time for the last at least month and it just became super clear that even you know so when he would if he were to get called back to his job actually when he was going to get called back to his job i would need somebody else to fill this position that he's kind of come in and made uh because me and dusty are still up to our ears and stuff and nate's up to his ears and stuff out there so it just kind of became clear that it was time so we worked it out and nate uh, his first official day was actually yesterday. Actually, kind of, and kind of the nice thing about this whole COVID thing and him being furloughed is there was no point in doing a two week 
uh, notice that they were basically like, you know, we're, we're sad to see you go, but I'll see you later. So he started full-time yesterday as his first official day. So he's going to be doing uh, kind of three main tasks. And he's going to be like our operations manager in the shop. So he's going to be the one that, that really keeps things going out there. Uh, you know, making sure that that products are are getting built and shipped, that that parts are getting reordered and stock is 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 coming in. He's gonna be managing the part time guys. Uh, that's that that's probably the and I'm kind of oversimplifying it, but that's kind of the meat of it. And uh, he's gonna be helping me with the CNC. Uh, he's kind of just he's kind of a button pusher he can go out and swap pallets around and hit cycle start and keep that running so i'm not i'm not running out there all the time because it's it's so hard for me to be able to focus on anything when every 32 minutes i have to get up and spend five ten minutes and cycling stuff out and then usually when i go out there something else takes my attention and then an hour later i finally come back to my desk so he's going to help me be able to to keep on my task, which most most thing I'm most excited about, that's going to free me up to to work on new things, which is going to bring us more business. And then he's going to be taking. Uh, Nate actually has a logistics background and degree and stuff, and so he's going to be taking over our our inventory stuff from Dusty, which Dusty's super excited to hand over. He does not really like it, nor is he all that great at it, and. So Nate's going to be taking over that, which that, which that kind of goes back to the, you know, keeping things in stock, keeping things ordered and that sort of thing. So it's a super, it's a big job. I mean, that's kind of the heart of, of the businesses stuff coming in and stuff going out is kind of what he's in charge of. So, and then that's going to allow Dusty is going to, um, it's going to be kind of able to focus more on, uh, on sales stuff, whether it's dealers or, um, or customers or, uh, you know, he already heads up, but well, he's been doing customer service for the last couple of years. So, which, which just continues to become a bigger thing as we become bigger and we sell more products, customer service becomes, uh, more time consuming and more important. And, and Dusty's going to be able to focus more on sales stuff, which is, which the nice thing is with him is, yeah, he, he's such a people person. And for some reason, everybody loves him when they meet him. So, and he doesn't have any kids or anything. So he's going to be able to get up and go if he has to, if he needs to go, go travel somewhere to, to meet people or something. Uh, he's, he's, he's more free because, because Nate has, uh, has a wife and a kid and I have three kids. And so it's a little bit harder for me and Nate just to get up and go. And uh, Dust has also been heading up our um, our ambassador program, which one of the reasons why we held off doing ambassador, like a true ambassador program for so long is because I knew how much of a time commitment that that takes to manage all those people and, and to encourage them and stay in contact with them and, 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 and make that, that program program go well. So it's a, uh, it's kind of crazy to see, to see these, uh, just to see all of, like, all of our positions change a little bit, 
because with every with every person that I've hired, it's taken me kind of further from uh, you know you know from the shop and from the current products. And really, with this hire, it takes Dusty out of the shop, except for you know, you know some customer service stuff where he has to go in and and maybe fix something. But uh, it's it's kind of crazy to to now have another staff person that like Dusty, that's, that's not a shop person. Cause that's, that's how we all started. That's, you know, you know that's how this, the business that got, got going is, is with doing shop work. So and it's just, it's going to be really exciting to see Nate take the reins of the shop. I'm excited to just, you know, for, for him to take ownership of it. So I can release more of the ownership of it. And I'm excited to see what he does with it. And he's, uh, he's be a good fit. So it's a little nerve wracking too, because that's another big salary. That's another, uh, that's more overhead and, but it's, uh, but it's, it's a needed step. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting stuff. So other than the overhead, what do you, what do you think the next, biggest struggle with this or what do you you know not not being a negative nancy but whenever you make changes there's going to be there's usually things that appear as you go along that you might have to tweak or is there anything that stands out that you know might be you might have to kind of adjust as you go forward with with this yeah for sure i i think for me the the, the most tangible difference for me now is I, I was thinking about this last night. <clears throat> I now am responsible for managing another person. I'm now responsible for managing two people and two completely different uh, job titles. So I, I now have somebody to manage who is going to be more sales oriented. I've never managed a sales oriented person before. So, and then, uh, in, in Nate's case, I've, I've done that job <clears throat> and so is Dusty. So you know, you know, me and Dusty can help manage him more, but I'm hoping that what Nate's going to, which <clears throat> I'm not hoping I'm expecting that what Nate's going to bring to the table is new, new things. I'm hoping that Nate's going to say, Hey, if we do this, it's going to improve this and, and that sort of thing. So just yeah for me specifically my my job's changed a little bit in that i need to do my due diligence and figuring out how to uh, encourage and and manage these two guys um which kind of brings me to another thought that i had last night is that and just that just i i I get to thinking i'm like i don't know how to to, what I don't know how to be a you know specifically a sales guy even though that's exactly what I've been for the last five years is I've been selling my product but it's kind of it, but it's it's different uh, for Dusty now and for what he should be doing and that sort of thing so I actually called up a good buddy of mine who's been a salesman in, in our industry for a very long time and for some very big and very successful companies. And he's been a part of those, those company success. So I actually had hit him up last night 
and just kind of let him know about some of the things that's going on. He's he's a big Neomeg fan. He's a big big supporter of ours, and he's always been willing to help uh, help us in any way he can. So I felt comfortable in coming to him and asking him if he would be interested in kind of helping mentor Dusty and and me also in this in kind of this other realm. You know, because because really up to this point, we've kind of let dealers come to us. We have yet to to, to really pursue going out and seeking sales at the level that we're going to be able to now. You know, so just, you know, you know, finding somebody who can be a mentor <clears throat> in an area that, that we've never really done before is, which, you know, he, he, uh, you know, he gladly accepted that. And uh, he's going to come out here next week and kind of see what's going on and, and chat with us and stuff. So I don't know. Have, have you ever really, have you had any specific mentors that you've, that you've uh, used over the years? Yeah, I have. I definitely have people I lean on that have business experience and, you know, as you're, as you're going into a totally new realm, I, I think that we both are constantly going to totally new realms and that's, the struggle of this is, you know, one, for example, one of the questions or one of the conversations I just had um, with one of our, one of our guys was one of the topics that came up was the fact that, you know, we, we don't always have the best game plans because we are doing things totally new to us. You know, you don't always, you don't always come into things with this full background in, X, Y, or Z task that you're now applying to your business. So finding people that can actually answer some questions for you is critical. It, what I've found is the people that I've mentored have mentored me and kind of taught me certain things. It definitely never completely replaced just learning the hard way, but it made it so that I didn't make really dumb mistakes at the very beginning. And that's, that's the biggest thing is they can kind of say, Hey, this is where you're going to really screw up. And it doesn't really matter what industry you're in. Watch out for this stuff. And then they can also give you tips and tricks and things that have worked for them. And I've always had to adjust ever, every time that I've learned from somebody, I've always had to kind of take pieces from multiple people and then kind of adapt to how we do things but I totally understand the whole sales thing because when you start your business, you're kind of the number one salesman. You're the, the cheerleader. You're the person speaking the message. And I find that it's easier for me to speak the message of our products than other people in most cases, because I am fully bought in. I am fully, aware of why we did every single aspect. So now you have to communicate that through your employees, have a solid game plan together. And that's definitely easier said than done. But yeah, there, there's some guys in my life that are very knowledgeable and even, even some that don't know how to answer my questions. I lean on them and then they can ask questions that help yep. me think. Yep. I think that's, that's the biggest thing, you know, everybody's oh, sure. different. I need that a lot. I, I would, I've had to tell Dusty before. I'm like, listen, there's going to be times I'm going to come to you and 
I literally just need you to be a soundboard. I just need to say this out loud to somebody and I need you to raise any flags if I say anything stupid. But other than that, I just need somebody to just to just to bounce stuff off of. Uh, and basically, I kind of warn him about that because I'm like, I don't I don't want to come across as like, I don't care what you think because um, I do. But in this situation, I just need somebody to to, to bounce stuff off of. Yeah, so I've I've definitely had that uh that kind of response or that that need and i've i i don't know that i've necessarily i necessarily have like one person that i've gone to as a mentor i've got probably half a dozen that i go to for you know for certain things um or i go to all of them about the same thing sometimes and and like you said it's it's been a difference maker between making a really big, stupid decision and not, or somebody, usually what it is, I need somebody to tell me to calm down and that, and that I'm worrying about something that I don't need to worry about. And that, uh, you know, things are cyclical, things are going to take care of themselves and there's only so much, you know, you know, when to let go of things. So that's, uh, that's been a big help for me and has, has definitely saved a lot of heartache. When I, I remember back in 2016, 2017, I feel like I was better at doing this back then. And I'm kind of being a little hard on myself, but part of the reason why is now I have some mentors in place, so I don't have to go hunting for new ones. But I remember when we first started the business, one of the things that I was trying to do is find people that were four, five, six, seven, eight years ahead of me that I could talk to. And I, I touched base with so many different people in multiple different industries and I made some friends through it. I got ignored sometimes. I got told off and said, I don't have time to do that from some people. But ultimately, sometimes I feel like now I kind of just am going forward and I don't really necessarily always think about going to those people that have mentored me. But you know, we've had instances where in the last month I was leaning on people and you were one of the guys included in that, just trying to process through things and and look at different avenues and what i ended up doing for things that came up with us was taking bits from it was three or four different people that i was talking to it took little pieces from everybody and it ended up creating how i was going to handle some of the things that were coming up so that's the cool thing is especially if you have multiples sometimes it can be overwhelming talking to multiple people but i think that it's smart to get somebody in with Dusty, I can see why you would put Dusty in a sales position. He, he has the charismatic approach. He's got the personality, the, the ability to communicate. And then you refine that. And it's one of those things where, so here's a good, here's a good example. So I had, I get, I don't know if you get this at all. I get resumes sent to us all the time for TA targets and people want to come and work in the executive team. They want to be in marketing sales and things like that. And I was having conversations with a couple people over the last couple months that said they'd love to work for a company like us, but they don't have a degree or anything. And I, and my response was, I don't honestly care about a degree. Like I don't have one either. (laughs) I don't care that, you know, anybody we hire, I honestly don't give a crap if they have a two year associates, if they've got some masters in sales, I want to see proof that you can 
do what I need you to do. You know what I mean? Or at least have the, like, if you have the attitude, the communication, the ability to just learn and adapt, that's far more valuable. So that's where those mentors come in because you can get very specific teaching and guidance on things that you would go to a, to do a complete degree and you would get all this other fluff potentially and not exactly what you need. So that's, that's one of the coolest parts of mentors is you can kind of ask them exactly what you need yeah, and then get input. Yeah. I, I don't need, I don't need somebody with, you know, with all these degrees, I need somebody that wants to learn that wants to work that works hard. Like those are the things that you need. And those aren't something that you can be taught. Those are, you know, you know, those are characteristics of, of a good worker. It's just, you need somebody who's, yeah, you just need somebody who, who's eager to learn and eager to work. And I feel like, you know, you know, barring anything major, you can, you can take about anybody and teach them to do about anything if, 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 if they have, you know, you know, some of those tools that you need. So, um, I mean, Dusty's got a chemical engineering degree and he's not doing that now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not that we know of what yeah. he does in his free time. We don't know. Right. That's, be- that's, <laughs> that's between him and the FBI. That's cool though. I, the, one of the most fun things that I'm, experiencing is also the most one of the most stressful and that's just simply adapting to the changes in the business and making tough decisions and having crazy conversations and you know change sometimes completely changing directions of where we're headed in certain ways it's super exciting and it'll be cool to see how you you know how you guys approach this and and roll it out and i'm sure you'll make tweaks and changes because as, as soon as we've thought Oh, we have these people in place and they're doing this, this, and this, and this, and this it, things change. You adapt and realize maybe you need to put somebody else in here and add this person or maybe tweak this job description. Sometimes it's just that simple. You just change it a little bit of a job description and, yep. and, uh, and readapt and refocus, but that's cool. Yeah. I, I'm excited for what we're going to be able to do. I'm excited for, yeah, just for me being able to, to focus on the next, the next steps and Dusty to focus on bringing more, more stuff in and having somebody that can focus on, on just the business itself and keeping things running. Cause it, it's just crazy to, it, it, it's crazy to see how far things have come just in the last six months or year. Uh, you know, we'll, we're kind of talking about this just real quick before we hit record of just how quickly things are moving in the business. And, you know, I know just people, uh, a lot of people will, will find our podcast and start listening from the beginning and in 69 episodes, you're going to hear a lot of changes uh, pretty quickly and, and just kind of hear about a lot of growth and it's gonna, and it has happened pretty quickly, but it's also been a long time coming for a lot of these things too. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I've said it. I know I've said it in the podcast where I, I think it was when we were talking about year three going into year four and, and how three years feels like 10. And I, I feel like at times still we're in our fifth year, but 
sometimes I feel like I've been doing this for the last 10 years, but other times I blink and, and I can't believe that we have a team now. We have multiple people. Two nights ago or one or two nights ago, I was going through the TA feed, just looking at the old content from 2015, 2016. And I, it's just this like vivid memory to me where I put this picture up on, on Instagram. I had a four foot by four foot table that that was my shipping area and that's it. And there was rusty, gross looking target plates that I was assembling and our entire inventory was, I think, 10 targets. Yeah. And we're now making targets by the hundreds and barely keeping inventory on shelves. And that's insane to think in five years, we've gone from the point where I was double flanneling and, <laughs> and working on a four foot by four foot table in the corner of a shop with one light over my head and doing burning and bolting and assembly and packaging and shipping. And now, you know, one of my biggest, I don't want to call it a fear because it's not really a fear. I'm not scared of it, but the unknown is what does my job description look like in the next four years? Because I quickly see myself moving, you know, I'm already out of process. I don't, I don't do anything process related. My business partner handles all of that. And I'm just there communicating with Ethan and he's keeping things in stock. He's keeping guys making the right things at the right time. So I don't even have to touch it. And then we have Mark doing shipping. I don't have to worry about that. Orders come in, packages go out. I don't touch it. Yep. And so now I'm creating content, but I, I very quickly realize that that's not going to be forever. You know, I'm not always going to be the guy editing the video, which I'm okay with. So then I'm just, I'm, I'm wondering in the next five years and I'm kind of putting this on this podcast as that open-ended question, you know, what does my job look like in the next five years? And I, I suspect it's more of a corporate job description where now I'm managing, you know, I'm, I'm keeping my hand in multiple different areas in the business, whether it's marketing sales product development, shipping, you know, I'm kind of just overseeing those processes and, and making sure I, I guess I'll put it this way. I think my job description in the next five years is going to be very much building relationships with our team and speaking the vision of the company and then allowing the rest of the people to just do what they need to do. But that's what I would. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I, th I was thinking about this just, just, I think just yesterday is uh, I was kind of, I, I was realizing the same thing of, of just seeing job, job titles change and, and change so quickly is what does, yeah, what is my, what does my job look like six months from now, a year from now, five years from now? Um, I was talking to another buddy of mine who's, who's been coming in and just helping for like an hour or two in the evenings after, after he gets off work is I was saying about how I would love to have an engineer here. And so that, uh, you know, I can, it, I guess I see it, it would be nice for me to be able to, to kind of, uh, come up with ideas. I, I think I'm always going to be involved in, in the brainstorming idea process just cause that's, that's what I love to do. I don't want to, I don't want to get rid of that. I would love to bring some, I would love to find somebody who, who's more of a genius than I am. If that's hard to, you know, if you can imagine that, 
I can't um, imagine that <laughs> at all. I don't even know if that person exists, but if I can find that person, I'd love to bring them in. Somebody to uh, just kind of go through ideas with, which I do now actually with Dusty and, and other people. So I don't, I don't know. I, w- I would love to, I, I, I don't want to get rid of that, that, that side of my job, but I would love to have a, an engineer here so I can say, here's my idea and sketch up ideas with them and then say, here, you, you, you figure out how to make this. Um, and then I can keep going on either with my ideas, but I don't see it. Well, I see probably, yeah, like overall business. Uh, I, I forget how you put it, but just, you know, how continuing to look over the business and, 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 and planning on where it goes and overseeing the people and stuff. But I could also see eventually, you know, maybe having somebody who, who does that. I've, I've read books of, of people who were the CEO and actually hired somebody else to be the CEO so that they could, you know, I guess, you know, quote unquote, uh, quote unquote, take a lesser job title because, they didn't enjoy being the one who oversees the whole company and, and they didn't want to do that. They wanted to go back to being more hands-on in the company and, and being that idea guy. So I could, I, I'm not even against, you know, finding somebody else who, you know, who, who takes over that CEO position and allows me to stay with my hands in the business and, and, and working with the CNC machine and working on, ideas and that sort of thing so yeah it's it's kind of crazy to think just all the options of where things could go because i could see you i could see you cornering yourself into basically being a manager for a bunch of people and not being able to pick up your camera anymore and being depressed yeah no and i would definitely keep yeah so find somebody it'll be an ever evolving yeah i that's why it's an open-ended question because I'm not yeah. exactly sure how. Because one thing I'm noticing is I do love making the videos and things that I've been doing, and they're getting better and better and better and more entertaining and more dynamic and more to where I would say, you know, in in two years, I'll be able to create production quality vid- stuff. Companies would pay a ton of money to get pre- created. I can do it in house. I'll be right there. Um, but it also is the most stressful thing that I've done to date is creating those videos because they take so much, you know, it's, it's not hard for me to put together a very simple video edit and, and kind of throw it together and put it out. But if you're trying to, you know, add cool effects or add tracked text and things, it, it's so overwhelmingly complicated so there's a part of it because it's fairly new though too yeah i can see in a a year you're gonna be like oh man this is easy there's a part of me though that that is i like scripting out the the videos i thrive on thinking out ideas and in the times when i'm able to just think i can come up with 20 different videos i could have and then the problem is now executing those videos and making them happen and making them you know, because we have a limited team and limited time and 
so yeah, I don't know. It, I very well may be doing um, a lot of video editing. And I'm also leaning on friends who have production companies. I, I can talk and I have friends now that they are producing the same quality films that you're going to movie theaters and watching. They're using the $100,000 cameras. They're, you know, they're running all the same equipment and they're making epic videos. And they have sometimes 10 person teams to do these edits because there's one person laying out timeline, one person color grading, one person doing audio, you know, one person scripting. So that it depends where we go. If, if we take that leap and, and we really heavily focus on media creation and we keep hiring in the marketing end, it, it, there's a lot, there's a lot of different ways that I can still find fulfillment in media creation without necessarily having my hand in every single piece of it. So we'll see what happens. I, yeah. I'm leaving that open. Yep. And I, I could see you hiring somebody to, it, you know, even kind of be, it's kind of a, kind of above you, but not really because they wouldn't be managing you, but just bring somebody on to manage all the people that you manage. So it frees you up to, you know, to do what you love to do. And that's kind of, that's a cool part about having your own business. You can, you can hire yourself into the position that you want to be in eventually. You know, everybody wears a ton of hats, especially in the beginning, but you know, eventually if you can get yourself into, into what you love to do and there's other people running the rest of the business would just be, you know, it would be really cool. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see. And I'm just keeping my quote unquote finger on the pulse and paying attention to where I think I need to go and then trying to make the best call with it. Yeah. So that's all you can do. Yep. That's cool stuff, man. Well, I need to get back to the CNC because I'm still a machinist today. Well, you have fun machining and everybody else who's listening to the podcast, make sure you are subscribing to this podcast and listening every week because we are putting out podcasts every single week. If you want to hit up Greg or I, Greg, why don't you give them your Instagram handle? Yep. The Neomag or yeah, at the Neomag uh, on YouTube or Neomag USA. So if you want to hit us up, you can always check out TA Targets. And then if you want to check out what else I do with photography, if you're interested in media creation and stuff, my personal page is Keystone Carry. So check both of those out. Same guy, you message. I'll respond to both. <laughs> please, uh, please subscribe uh, to the podcast. We would love to grow this. Uh, right now, when you search on on iTunes, I got to figure this out. Maybe this is something I'm doing wrong. But when you search like small business or entrepreneur or any, any, of, those, any of those things on iTunes, the podcast doesn't come up for some reason. So uh, I understand part of that is just trying to get people to leave a review would that review is a big deal yeah leave us a rating and review it takes only five seconds that'd be huge for us all right bud you have an awesome week we'll see you next week guys see you next week